0: You're listening to Workplace Perspective, an employment law podcast presented by Sapphire Legal. Workplace Perspective is a regular podcast series for employers and employees focusing on education, training, and the law to help organizations of all sizes develop and maintain successful workplace relationships. The opinions expressed by guests on Workplace Perspective do not necessarily reflect those of Sapphire Legal or its attorneys and should not be considered legal advice. And now, here's your host, founder and principal attorney at Sapphire Legal, Teresa Mc.
1: Thank you James and welcome everyone to workplace perspective where we are striving to raise the bar at workplaces everywhere. Today we're talking with Michaela Krishna, I'm going to mess up your name the whole time I'm telling you now, a senior fellow at the McKinsey Global Institute. Michaela leads the McKinsey Global Institute's research on gender economics, inclusive growth, and economic development. She has co-authored a McKinsey Global Institute report entitled, The Future of Women at Work, Transitions in the Age of Automation. This report takes a fascinating look at, uh, at the workplace of the future with an eye towards the impacts of automation on the careers and lives of women around the globe. Today's show, Michaela will be sharing her thoughts and insights on this report and its overarching message of inspiration and hope. It's going to be a great show. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
0: The opinions expressed by guests on Workplace Perspective do not necessarily reflect those of Sapphire Legal or its attorneys and should not be considered legal advice. You're listening to Workplace Perspective, an employment law podcast presented by Sapphire Legal.
1: Welcome back, everyone, and welcome to Workplace Perspective, Michaela. Thanks Teresa, good to be on. I'm really excited to have you on, but before we start, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do?
2: Yeah, my name is Mikala Krishnan. I'm a senior fellow at the McKinsey Global Institute, which is McKinsey and Company's business and economics research arm. We're essentially a think tank that sits inside of McKinsey and Company. Um, and at McKinsey, I do research on a whole range of topics. I look at questions related to productivity growth. I Uh, study climate risk, but for the purposes of this podcast, a large group of of work that I do has to do with women and their role in labor markets and how uh, different trends shaping labor markets could impact women.
1: Well, we're super excited to have you on the show, and I'm really excited to talk about this report. I, I have read it, and I thought it was just fascinating. So, Again, the report is titled, uh, The Future of Women at Work, Transition in the Age of Automation. You are a co-author. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about the report while we start?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So there are, of course, a lot of reports out there that talk about the future of work. uh, But we felt, based on the broader research we've done about women's role in labor markets, that the future of work is not likely to impact men and women equally. So we wanted to really try and understand what could women experience as we move into the future of work as trends like automation reshape labor markets. So we really wanted to try and understand the impact it could have on men, distinct from the impact it could have on women. Um, And then through that, start to explore how women may be positioned to make the most of the trends that we may see in the future and how we may be able to put in place practices and policies to help support women make suitable transitions to the future of work. We also, as we did the work, looked across 10 different countries, both developed as well as emerging economies. Um, So happy to talk more about that as we go through this conversation.
1: Well, one of the things I'm going to jump because I think it's amazing. The idea, it's sort of counterintuitive. So when you even say impact men and women differently, my mind automatically goes to, oh, we're so disadvantaged. Women are so disadvantaged. But the report, actually, the statistics didn't support that, did it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, on the one hand, we're so used to a conversation that says uh, women are disadvantaged in the labor market. And of course, that is true. And we can talk a little bit more about that uh, later on. But when you purely think about trends related to the future work, so on the one hand, how men and women could be impacted by automation, we find that actually men and women could be equally impacted by automation. Automation could impact about 20% of the jobs that women hold, about 20% of the jobs that men hold. And that's not surprising when you think about the types of automation technologies we're talking about today. It's robots in factories, which could disproportionately impact men since men work in factory jobs. But it's also virtual assistants in in an office setting or cashier or self-checkout in a retail setting, which could disproportionately impact women. So net-net roughly equal impacts of, of automation on both men and women. The future of work is not just about automation, right? It's also thinking about what opportunities there are for jobs to be created. So as companies, for example, invest in new technologies, they're going to need a workforce to support those technologies. Uh, As we see trends like aging populations, we expect to see increase in demand for sectors like healthcare. As we see um, new needs in the workforce in terms of skills, we're going to see increased demand for sectors like education. And these are sectors that disproportionately employ women today. So when you think about the trends that we see in terms of growth opportunities, many of the very sectors that are likely to grow are the ones that women are in today. And so in that sense, women may be well positioned to take advantage of some of these trends.
1: And I think, so let me talk, before we talk about the, the because I want to transition and talk about those, but go back a little bit and talk about some of the challenges that women face in the world as we know it. Looking Absolutely. forward to this age of
2: automation. Absolutely. So, you know, when you think about these job losses from automation that I described, or the job gains from other opportunities, what that means in one word is transition, right? So, people are going to have to switch occupations, they're going to have to reskill themselves. So, this is going to be a time that requires large amounts of change. And so, as workers look to navigate this, there's basically three things that they need they will need to reskill themselves. They will need to be mobile and flexible and they will need to in some way work with technology and women unfortunately face challenges on all of these three fronts the very barriers that we experience today in our day-to-day in our our day-to-day as women could impact their ability to navigate these transitions to the future work and these transitions are going to be enormous we expect that 40 to 160 million women globally that's up to one in four women may need to change occupations as we fast forward to 2030. So that's a huge amount of change and disruption occurring. And women in particular may find these changes challenging. When we think about skills, for example, we know in many countries, women have lower educational attainment rates than men. Women also frankly have less time than men to reskill, right? So across the world, we find that women might do three times the amount of unpaid work in the home. So things like cooking, cleaning, watching children, So now not only will they have to work in paid work, do their unpaid work, they also need to find time to reskill themselves. Um, Women have challenges related to mobility and flexibility. This is everything from a lack of sponsorship that may make changing jobs and occupations hard for women to um, issues in many parts of the world that have to do with Um, transportation, a lack of transportation infrastructure, which may make it challenging for women to reach workplaces. So slightly different issues when we look at developed and developing economies, but mobility and flexibility is a big challenge. And then this challenge of technology and uh, access to technology. Across the world, men tend to use technology much more than women. And if we are moving into a workforce that relies on technology, that means women may not have the right skills. Uh, Women are also less prevalent in technology creation roles. So about 20% of tech jobs belong to women, 80% belong to men. So as creators of these forms of technology, they're also at a disadvantage. I love
1: that point. I, I love that point because there's something in the report that talks about the fact that there would be the nutrition rate, the gender issue would go away if more women were actually involved in the creation of technology as opposed to just being users of technology. Can you speak to that a little bit?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the analogy I like to make is that in some sense, men and women are running the same race towards this future of work, right? So there's a race that they're running. Women are running that race with a weight around their ankles because of all the issues (laughs) we just talked about. But there is a prize at the end of that. Right. And that prize is if women are able to navigate these transitions, they're going to end up in better paid, more productive jobs. In many parts of the world, their participation overall in the labor force could increase because remember, they are in sectors like healthcare and education that are growing, but it is a race that they're running with that weight, and we need to find a way to remove that weight.
1: We're going to talk about that when we come back. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Stick with us. Coronavirus has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease may include fever, cough, and shortness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you are experiencing these symptoms and have come into contact or are in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult with a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's show, do this. Share us. Like us. Give us a review on your favorite podcast app. It means a lot to us, and it ensures more people tune in and raise the bar at workplaces everywhere. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking with Michaela Krishna about a report she co-authored titled The Future of Women at Work, Transitions in the Age of Automation. Let's talk about transitional opportunities, because I I did say at the beginning I thought this was very hopeful, and I really did. I didn't expect it. I expected this to be one of those doom and gloom, and we're, you know, you're Screwed as women, if you don't get on board with all this, but I found this report to be very, very hopeful. So let's kind of talk about these transitional opportunities and sort of what can women do to kind of get ahead of the curve that we're, because we're looking not too far down the road, but we're looking down the road far enough, I think that people can start to think ahead and
2: pivot, don't, don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, all the analysis that we talked about, these numbers that I've talked about of up to one in four women, this is out to 2030, right? So we have 10 years ahead of us to prepare. So let's talk about some of these opportunities that exist for women. So on the one hand, as I said, there are sectors that are likely to grow as we embrace the future of work, that women tend to be disproportionately represented in today sectors like healthcare and education. And so that is an opportunity that they could look to capitalize on going forward. Uh, we could look to capitalize on, I should say. Um, the second um, kind of opportunity is, you know, as economies go through these periods of automation, and remember, this is not the first time we're experiencing this. I mean, the transition from agriculture to manufacturing to services right. is one we've been through before. But as economies go through these moments of transformation, there are jobs that are created in sectors and occupations that we couldn't even have imagined. I mean, if you close your eyes and think back to the 1980s, would you have imagined a job like a social media manager, right? So there are entirely new occupations that are created that didn't exist in the past. And the good news about that is these are jobs that have no legacy barriers to them. There's no entrenched gender norms to these jobs. And so that, again, I think is a great opportunity. We've talked to some companies, that are setting up blockchain groups. And those blockchain groups are almost entirely made up of women because there was no legacy blockchain group that had men in it, right? So um, that's another type of opportunity you could think about for women going forward. And then finally, you know, there's a question of the skills of the workforce of the future, right? So what we're going to see is that the way people spend their time, the types of skills they use could look different going forward. So people will tend to spend less time doing physical and manual work because A lot of that can be automated. They will spend less time maybe on things that I would call basic cognitive tasks, things like reading, writing, basic arithmetic, numeracy. But they will spend more time on things like um, interpersonal interactions. They will spend more time on problem solving, Um, certainly also spend more time on uh, tech skills. But what that means is that a lot of the ways women are using their time and their skills today, which is interacting with other people, uh, which is working with teams, a lot of that actually is an advantage to them going forward. Um, so I think there are a lot of exciting opportunities here, uh, things that we can we can embrace, uh, lean into, make the most of. But we are going to require focus and attention on this issue to make sure the transitions are smooth. Yeah,
1: I, do. I think it's like anything else. You have to, you can't just bury your head in the sand. It's coming. And I, when we were preparing for the show, I think I shared with you that even this conversation, and I've heard it a lot of times in talking about AI and people just freak out so bad they don't want to hear it. But it's happening now, this idea that things are automating such that jobs are even now changing. I think I shared with you, I had a client who was talking about automating their filing system, going to an electric filing system, electronic filing system. Mm -hmm. They're all concerned about displacing the one person who manages the paper records. No, you're not. I mean, look at all the different things this person's going to be able to do now. But that requires that person to skill up in a way you've got to be willing to do it and want to do it. But I just thought that that was really hopeful because there are so many interesting new things. And these, this idea, like you said, there's no legacy of gender bias there. Um, mm-hmm. And I've such hope for the future when it comes to things like that, that I'm just, I love that. Yeah. As we wrap up today's show, I told you it goes by so fast. doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Can you tell us, cause we can't help, but see the issue, but how do you think the current sort of this COVID-19 situation has it impacted your thoughts and feelings about the workplace of the future? I know the report was done a little while ago, but has it changed your thinking at all or
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So I think on the one hand, you know, the conversation we're having a lot right now is with COVID, are we are some of these trends coming faster maybe than we had realized, right? So we've all suddenly mm-hmm. started working from home, working yeah. remotely on Zoom and it's just happened overnight. Um, we are suddenly online shopping much more. I was, I did family trivia with my aunts and uncles the other oh, day. I love it. Oh, I, love so, it. I love it. <laughs> we are, I think, embracing some technological shifts um, at a faster rate. So there is a question of some of these trends that we've talked about related to the future of work. Are they upon? Will they come upon us maybe sooner than we had anticipated? Yeah. Um, I think there's also a question of how we now use this moment of recovery and renewal. As we think about this next normal, how do we also use it as a reset? This has obviously been a a deeply troubling time for many people. um, But can we use the recovery to to reset in many ways, right? And uh, I think as we think about this reset, as we think about this recovery, can we apply a gender lens to that to make sure that women aren't left behind in the recovery, that we are intentional, we make the most of these opportunities, and we give women the... The, the tools, the resources, the information that they need to to move forward into this new future work that we're envisioning.
1: And I think the inspiration to go get it. Yeah. I think that's a really key thing, I think, too, is this idea that we've got to, you know, we've really got to give people that inspiration that you can do it. You're not going to get left behind. There is going to be opportunity for you. You just have to, you know, reach out and seize it and and try to make the best of it. That's our show for today. I thank you so much for coming out and talking about this. It's great. The work you're doing is awesome. Uh, and thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us and our
2: listeners. I really appreciate it. Thank you. This was fun. Appreciated. Oh, good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> our first vo-
2: z- Zoom show. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Catch down. <still. laughs> All right. Well, that's our show for today. If you want to learn more about Michaela, you can find her on the web at mckenzie.com under the Our People tab. That's mckinse You can also connect with Michaela on our website at sapphirelegal.com slash podcast. I also want to thank our listeners, my radio angels, James and the Nave at night, workplace teams extraordinaire, our engineer producer, Paul Roberts, our associate producer, Melissa DeLacy, with music provided by the very talented Stephen Bersolone. Thank you all for joining us on Workplace Perspective. And until next time, keep raising the bar. Wow.